nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome to the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. That's right. The stories are real, at least how our clumsy brains has tossed them around. <laughs> yes, that like is a, correct. Like an overly bruised peach. This is what they are. <laughs> Ew. I don't like peaches to begin that's, with. That's right. <laughs> I could eat a peach for hours. Oh, God. <laughs> Nicholas no, Cage. thank you. Not here. Not here. Not now. This well, is wholesome. Well, join us as we take this stumbly, tumbly walk down memory lane, and we're going to talk about siblings. Yes, and uh, I will apologize in advance if any of my siblings happen to listen to this episode. I know my half-brother, Joe Bond, which I'll talk about later, listens to many of these episodes, so you might be featured pretty heavily in this, Joe. Just be ready. Hey, Joe. <laughs> We're using real names here, I think, because that people can find out who our siblings are pretty easily. <laughs> That's right. I'll also provide them a list of my fears. <laughs> yes, which they probably already know. That's right. <laughs> so... uh I've got uh, plenty of siblings to talk about. Uh, so <laughs> I only have the one. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> so you you want me to start off with the uh, with something? What, what do you think? What's your like earliest memory with one of your siblings? Something I think we've mentioned before, and this is as it goes with nostalgia and remembering things, is what do you have an actual memory of, and what is just pictures, photographs, or stories people have told so many times that you feel like you remember it? But do you really remember it or is it just like a fabrication of all the different things you've seen? For me specifically, I can specifically say that um, it's kind of a mix because mm. I know that I have some of my first the my first like real solid memory um, with my brother I, that I still have is very much there are photos that capture it. And so I have those sort of as a mental reference. But then I remember. Right. Like like the actual thing those help you remember it actually happening right right but it's just it's the convenient mix of the fact that i have pictures to back it up yeah in this like one specific case and the reason is uh, when i was four or five we were living in staten island new york mm. my brother would have been 14 15 16 depending on where i was in age uh and mom wanted to get christmas photos <laughs> and i remember it was warm because she was taking them early and she put us in matching blue and green and white striped polos, I think. <laughs> like you do for Christmas. And there, were, and there was a Christmas runner on the table and I think ornaments and stuff. Mom has pictures somewhere. Uh, and I remember we, my brother and I just ruined pictures. It's just what we do. It's what we do and it's who we are. But we really tried. And I remember we started cracking up. <laughs> and it was a sort of cracking up where like you don't know what you're laughing at. <laughs> But it just makes you laugh harder. And then you see someone else laughing. It makes you laugh harder. And then you make them laugh harder. So we're doing this. And mom's trying to get us to calm down. And I remember how just upset mom was <laughs> that we were really making this big in trouble. You're ruining we Christmas. Calm down and we calm down and we'd go as soon as we like make eye contact with each other or with mom or whatever, we would lose it again <laughs> and set off at mom. Like, ah, guys, <laughs> behave. <laughs> Uh, so in this specific instance, I have this mix where my mom was actively taking pictures while this was happening. <laughs> and I remember like little snippets and little bits. Well, that's great. She has candid photos of that kind of interaction. Kind of shows the relationship between the two of you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
what about you? What's your mixed memory? Well, I, I, so I'm, uh, I think about nine, 10 months younger than my sister. So it, well, it has to be no more than nine months, obviously a baby, <laughs> but it's really like a, no, 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 sorry. Um, a year and nine months. That's what it is. There we go. That makes that more sense. Better That's numbers. how biology works. Um, so, <laughs> so poor mother. Yes. So we're almost two years apart. Um, we're two years apart school wise. That's how I always felt two years younger than my sister. There you go. Um, but so she was born first, obviously. And I came home from the hospital and I know this was from stories. I don't remember this personally. And I remember she was so upset that I was getting all this attention that she was, she used to get. And so she started to bite my toes and she wanted to bite my toes off. That was the, <laughs> the beginning of our uh, rivalry at a young age. But as a young person, the, the, my earliest memories, I think of her, my sister are, us um playing school together she always wanted to be a teacher and she is to this day um so when we were little tiny kids she put me behind like a little table and she would give me lessons like these little rudimentary lessons of learning my name and stuff like that and i'd have to sit there and i would complain sometimes but she'd be like no sit down this is class <laughs> she <laughs> <you> with a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember most of the time liking it, enjoying being like, you know, with my sister and hanging out with her and um, all the attention. Yeah. And then when so we got a little bit older, she got, you know, friends and she became too cool to hang out with her dorky little brother. And we were still little kids, but I was so upset that I couldn't hang out with them or get their attention. And so I remember one particular early situation where I actually grabbed a knife from the kitchen. My parents Whoa. were home and I just started chasing them around the house with a knife. I wasn't ever actually going to stab them, but I just wanted to scare them. And my sister, <laughs> you did, buddy. <laughs> yes. And boy, did I get in trouble when the parents got home. And a separate instance that was almost like that was I was so pissed at them for some reason. I don't know why I was so angry at them all the time that I picked up a little weight like you a little dumbbell thing and i threw it at them and she closed the door to her bedroom just in time and the weight stuck in the door (laughs) and my parents were so pissed because they had to replace the door um of our bedroom and she was very they were very angry so those are some of my early memories just starting to get to the just the the very angry relationship we'd eventually start to grow into in our teenage years which i'll get to later but uh yeah, See, we were my brother and I were lucky enough to avoid that because of the age distance between us. Yeah, and he's your half brother, right? Yeah, my half brother. Yeah, uh, his dad, uh, Richard, uh, died when he was very young. I think three, mm-hmm. two and a half or three, something like that. Uh, and then my mom met my dad, you know, seven years later. So you only knew growing up with him as or your brother. Less. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the that's the thing. He's always been around. There was never new any any intro, new introduction. He was always ten years older. So like my earliest memories of him, he's like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, already teenager. Um, and then he went off to like a private school when we were in Staten Island, private school in Pennsylvania, I think, or maybe New York somewhere. Ah. Um, called Wyoming Seminary, and so he was just kind of gone. And I remember I got to go up in his bedroom. And he wasn't there. And I remember like thinking like, yeah, it's ready. He can't stop me. Uh, <laughs> I have all the power now. <laughs> and he couldn't take his Nintendo or his TV to school. Oh. So I got to play his Nintendo games on his television. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I wasn't good at any of them. So it always resulted in me going up and playing for like 20 minutes. and get really frustrating because Nintendo games are hard when you're five. <laughs> They're very hard now. <laughs> <laughs> but like the original Nintendo games are hard. Really hard. <laughs> Um, so they're not forgiving. You just die and go back. 
No continues. You're just done. <laughs> You're just done. Go home, kid. You don't belong here. But I am home. <laughs> well, that's what pissed me off was that um, I, I was always into video games, of course, and my mom would, you know, was very wonderful. And for Christmas and birthday, she would, you know, try to get me the one game I was really like searching for for Sega Genesis or something like that. But I, she's always had a sense of fairness between my sister and I. So she wanted to make sure my sister got the things that I got. And so one year, my sister was gifted a Game Gear. And I had a Game Boy, but the Game Gear was in color. It was bigger. It was had the nicer games. And I was like, took six batteries and only lasted an hour. Of course. (laughs) You had to buy the actual AC adapter extra. So that didn't come with it. So you had to have like nine batteries to keep it going. And she had the cool game. She wouldn't let me play it. She's like, no, this is mine. You have all your video games you can play on the TV. I'm like, but yours is so cool. I was so jealous. I remember that was just in like a box somewhere in the game room for a long time. The Game Gear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. After a while, it's obsolete. It's my sisters. We don't really turn it on. I'm not allowed to touch it. That that was kicking around. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever Ashley is, she will know. I would be afraid that she would know. (laughs) So to me, she somehow immediately knows. Like a beacon goes on. No, 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 no. She's like, I got to go beat Jarvis. (laughs) Pretty much. So when I was around eight years old, my parents got a divorce and my mom uh, remarried to a guy named Scott and he already had two kids. And so the he had an older kid who was probably around your brother's age, um, like good, right. a good 10 years older than me. And he came to live with us for a while and he was a, a real hippie um, and he was he was into the cool music scene and my sister was immediately like obsessed. And she was like, they were, she wanted to be his best friend because he had knew all the cool music and I was too young and I didn't fit in with that. Cause I was so nerdy and a weakling. And I was just like, oh, whatever they could hang out with each other. But then he had a younger brother who was only my sister's age, two years older, but he was kind of a weird mix between a jock and a nerd. His name was Peter. Um, and so he would come down every summer. He lived in, in Chicago with his mom but every summer he'd come down to stay with his dad, which was with us. And so we became pretty good friends. He was, it was a back and forth of where he would one summer, he'd be hanging out with my sister a lot, trying to be cool. And the next summer he'd hang out with me and we'll play video games all summer and make movies and stuff. And so it was a good, I never had a brother. So I was like, this is kind of cool. And so half yeah, the time, I remember Peter coming and doing a couple of our projects with us. Oh, the movie projects. Yeah. Our, our yeah, nerdy movies. I remember movies. us putting a chin beard on him at one point. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. The outdoor movie. Taste the, the soup. The outdoor movie where we were just, we stowed away in the indoor pavilion downtown Winter Park, hoping no one caught us, kicked us out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we played a lot of video games and stuff, and that was good. And then later on, he would, um, There'd be another summer where he'd try to be cool that summer and he'd date my sister's girlfriends and stuff um, because they he was, he was a cool dude. He's, he's, you know, really into sports and stuff like that. So he could, you know, play both worlds, basically. And then around 15 years old, my stepbrother, Jason, who was the older brother, um, he passed away, unfortunately, from from drugs. And um, he had been off them for a long time. And then he was he had shaved the big beard off he cut off his hair he was going to veterinarian school and he graduated and then he celebrated a party and some of his friends had some drugs there and he ended up doing them and he didn't wake up the next day so he passed away when i was around 15 years old and it was a, a crazy thing to experience you know at that young and, and of course it was devastating to my stepfather um and kind of changed him forever um and he's, he's finally kind of getting back into being his old self again maybe 
15 years later. Cause I can, you can't imagine losing your own child. It's just crazy. No, um, I won't, I just refuse to let my mind go there. Of I'll course just not. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. I have very vague memories of Jason. Yeah. You would have known him for a couple of years and he was in and out of the house a lot. So he wasn't always around as much, but uh, yeah, I just remember the door to his room was always closed and it was never, we never really knew if he was in there. And his room always smelled like patchouli and, and probably pot and had a lot of those glow in the dark posters and stuff like that. <laughs> sublime so, posters. Sublime. At least, at least two sublime posters. Oh yeah. But he was, he was super sweet and nice and just real chill hippie type of dude. Not like his, his brother. Um, but now since then I've grown up with, with Peter, my, my stepbrother and he's turned into a wonderful guy. He's got his, he's got a wife and two kids and um, he's still super nerdy. Um, at one point when we were teenagers, I have to mention this. He was number one in the nation for quake. I went quake two, I believe when it was online for the first time. And so for a whole week, he was number one in the whole nation. He was that good at quake. So, um, and he's teaching his kids about star Wars and, and star Trek and stuff. So I'm very proud of that fact that he's yeah, kept I remember that it really style. leveled out with, with him at, at some point. And I think it was sort of when we got into high school mm-hmm. and we were all just sort of in high school. And so it wasn't like the little brother, middle school brother thing anymore. We were just kind of high school dudes then. Yeah, and we got along pretty well at that point, and there was less tension and fighting like with siblings always do. Yeah, I remember we went when I, I went with your family up to the Georgia cabin at one point, uh-huh. and I think we had to pick him up in Jacksonville. Oh, for some reason, probably flew into Jacksonville. Yeah, he flew into Jacksonville. We were picking up on the way up to Georgia, and I remember he, he like we got out of the van, the green van. Oh, yeah. And saw him, and, and he like gave hugs, and then he gave me a hug, and I was like, Oh, we're kind of friends. Hey, this is good. <laughs> I remember that trip was the first kind of, I was like, oh, Peter and I are kind of friends. All right. This is working out. My sister and I, we, through our teenage years, we did not get along because she was definitely more in the cool crowd. She was a cheerleader for a while, but also hung out with like the kind of uh, grunge kids, stuff like that. And I was just a super nerd and a little weakling and just didn't chill with those circles and so she'd try to throw parties and the parents were out of town and i would tattle on her and stuff and so we just like always butted heads and then one time you kind of stole the car and then we went on like a chase adventure with her and her dick bag boyfriend chasing us in a different car i do remember that vaguely (laughs) do you want me to tell the story sure i don't remember much of that okay smash cut your parents are out of town for a weekend Mm mm-hmm this happened. <laughs> you we were 15 and 16. And I think that you had maybe literally just gotten your license. And I mean, just gotten your license mm-hmm. like weeks before, but it was at the point where your parents still were not letting you drive alone. Right. And so even though they left the Saturn in the driveway, you are not to drive it. <laughs> the Saturn. And that lasted about four hours. And then you took the keys and we drove the Saturn and we thought we were so slick and you did great. Uh, I remember I was going after a girl, a really ill-advised girl at that point, And she was hanging out and this guy, Jimmy was with us. Oh yeah. And there was a, like an art thing downtown winter park. 
And we went. It was so cool. Blah, blah, blah. And while we were there, your sister spotted us. Because <laughs> oh. she was supposed to be with her boyfriend all weekend. Right. But they spotted us. And she was pissed. She was pissed. How dare you get to do something that she didn't get to do at this age while your parents sat down. And she was like, going to bust you. I remember she was rageful. And she felt like it was her duty because she was your big sister. And I had so told I like, her so many times. So oh, man. So I remember them literally chasing us in a gear car coming after us and like you i remember we went back into my neighborhood and we cut back into like a cul-de-sac and we thought we were real slick and we hung back for like two minutes and then we were like all right they got to be gone by now and we drove out back to the road and they were just right fucking there (laughs) (laughs) i barely remember this so i remember i lived in a cul-de-sac further down and I didn't want you to get trapped. So I remember I was like, just let me out of the side of the road. I'll walk home. So you like, let me out of the side of the road. I said, bye to this girl who was still in the back of your car. What? <laughs> but she lived close to you. Oh, so it God. was fine. <laughs> Jeez. And I remember I kind of like stood in the way of Gary's car for like two and a half seconds. And then I walked the rest of the way home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> your sister was chasing me. <laughs> she was so pissed. What an adventure. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I will say to just cap off my sister's kind of story. I mean, obviously I have so much stuff with her and stories and 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 wonderfulness, but luckily after we went to college and we were away from each other for a while, uh, one of my fondest memories is the day I went off to college because she went to school locally in in near Orlando where we grew up, but I was going off to Boston for school and we were still in really bad terms at that point. We didn't talk a lot. But I just remember that night it was I couldn't go to sleep because the next day I was gonna be driving to Boston. And I just went into her room, didn't say a word, but just like laid down on her lap and started crying. And she just because I was so scared of what was going to happen going to college. And so she was just like petted my hair and, and like comforted me. And we I hugged her and then went to sleep. And it was like one of the most cherished moments I have with my sister was that she was even though we just couldn't stand each other, we were still brother and sister. And she was like, I got you. It's all right. You're going to be OK. You know, that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, she's so wonderful. And then after that point, after college, we've come, gotten closer and closer. I mean, she lives far away now in, in Colorado, but we just we're actually good siblings now. We love each other and there's no fighting. Yeah, I, I can only say that I got to see you guys that way like one time. When we are go, was, go with each other. <laughs> yeah. It was when I came to visit you in Boston on a spring break or a winter break or something. And she was also in town. Oh yeah. Yeah. We hung out with her and one of her friends mm-hmm. and played some karaoke video game. Oh yeah. I remember that. <laughs> um, that was like the one time I got to see you guys hang out where you guys weren't like trying to knife one another. <laughs> <laughs> and for years now, it's been great. Like since I, we've been like 19, we just, uh, I'm 35 now. So it's just, we just, get along so wonderfully and she was visiting not long ago and she has a baby now and it's just it's so, i'm so proud of her and so happy to be with her what, what what are your memories of my brother so i mean your brother just i wish people on this podcast could just talk to him for like 10 minutes because he has the best driest sense of humor in the world <laughs> and a lot of i remember so many jokes he would say and I'm like, you know, 15, 10, like a variety of ages. And I, it would take me like five minutes to get the, the joke <laughs> that he told he five just, minutes ago. That he was being a jackass. Well, he was, <laughs> that he was making fun of me. And I didn't even realize it until five minutes later. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was really mean and really funny. <laughs> for yeah. something like that. No, no, that shirt looks great. It barely makes you look like Hitler. And you just walk and then he would just move on to the next thing. And then five minutes later, I'm like, oh, my God, what did <laughs> he just say to me? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
<laughs> but he was also just really he was nice to us and didn't talk down to us like we were kids. I remember that he was always just like yeah. as if we were kind of equals that he was being sarcastic with. That it oh, was yeah. when he came to hang out with me and my friends. Like he came to hang out with me and my friends. Like he knew what hanging out with high school kids was. Yeah, and he wasn't weird about it. He was. Kids he was. felt totally at ease. Oh yeah. Um, I remember at one point your parents were having some sort of party. I don't think it was the Christmas party. It might have been a different thing. Uh, and he came. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Three of us like hanging out in the game room while there's this ruckus party going on. <laughs> yep, I remember that. Um, and that's where we learned all our best jokes was from your brother. These terrible, uh, dirty jokes. I, and everything. <laughs> uh, We're not family friendly, right? We don't, I don't have to care. No, no, it's fine. Okay. So I remember you and me and him went to Gators Dockside. Mm-hmm. And he had a few beers not a ton of beers he <laughs> yeah. wasn't unsafe to drive but he had two or three beers over the course of two hours yeah you know? right and somewhere right as the third beer tipped or he started telling us some really terrible jokes uh and one of which was uh how do you get an unpregnant you fucker <laughs> but his delivery was amazing because he was just like how do you get an unpregnant uh i don't know you fucker. <laughs> like, just like, fucker. The, of course, like how else? That's <laughs> um, terrible. That, that was one of the jokes that was told <laughs> for the first time came into my repertoire at Gators Dockside at the third And I've year. told that joke for the last 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Christian. No, Thank actually, it's probably 20 years at this point. Probably now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're getting close. And I like that your brother is a person I think you always said never thought he would get married and have kids, be the settled down type of guy. And he's done all of that now. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you had told me that, like, at that point, because he had a, a long, long-term girlfriend, like, long, long-term, like, 13, 14 years, something like mm-hmm. that, before they broke up. Uh, and they were, had both very much held the line of, like, they aren't having kids, they aren't getting married. And since I just assumed in my head, after, you know, eight or nine years, I was like, oh, they're just going to be for, together forever. I just assumed that was reality. Right. Like, I was just locked into my head. Um, so, if you had told me then that he was going to, you know, have a wife and a kid and they just bought a house in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's crazy. I would say, I would say, shut the fuck up. You're lying. And it's ironic that you're talking about wife and kids while your kid cries in the background. Oh, he's so pissed. <laughs> so angry. Uh, another memory of you, me and my brother that I've got is we went to that Denny's that we always went to. Oh yeah. Right up by, by the bowling alley on Loma. Real classy joint. <laughs> I Gators Dockside. They shared the same parking lot. There we go. Oh yeah. Um, that Denny's and we were in there and it was like two or three in the morning. I don't even remember the situation. It was late and we, had, we got something to eat and we paid and we walked out and we got to your car and you like started checking your pockets and you went, Oh shit. I must've left the keys on the, the table. Cause you have this bad habit of setting your keys on tables. Oh yeah. I still I remember, do this. I remember day. this. I remember this <laughs> bad habit. And so you're like, Oh, I'll be right back. So you walked in and you get just inside the door and Christian pulls your keys out of his pocket and goes, and he hops in and we hop in your car and you come out to us doing donuts in your Mustang. I remember that now. The <laughs> Denny's parking lot at like 2.30 or 3 in the morning. Just that weird sense of humor. He has like a British sense of humor, I feel like. It's very British. He's like an overjoyed child that he, that he pulled it off. He was so excited. <laughs> and I also remember the fact that he is one of the original creators or at least one of the developers of the original Windows Media Player. Something involving that? Uh, he worked, uh, I think, on Windows 98 or Windows 2000 on the media player. Like yeah. File condensing and some other stuff like that. 
because he's also like you know pretty genius level intellect up there with especially like math and science something that you and i are not oh are, he's not now he, right suit. now he's a, a vice president or something like that vice presidents of technologies or something yeah and he had like his own app design company and everything he's he's always yeah, done he's, well for himself <laughs> yeah he's a smart dude and there's a story of him uh running down a track in a smoking jacket i believe maybe <laughs> i remember the story specifically because he remember him telling me that that he uh dropped out of college because he didn't, yes he, he did and i think it's like his last day or something as far as i remember it that him and his friend got like cigars and put on smoking jackets and ran around the track <laughs> like their last day <laughs> that sounds right <laughs> also like a very weird bonnie python type of thing to do <laughs> so college was not for him yeah and he didn't need it because look where he is now So Stranger Stories is that my my biological father um, lived a long and storied life um, before he met my mom. And he it's a long, long story, probably a whole other episode. But he um, had kids throughout his life. And I just happened to be, as far as I'm aware, the last kid that he had. And he was much older than my mother. He was born in 1939. So he was had a long time to be having kids before I came around in 1986. Um and I think it, I believe is my senior year. My half brother will let me know if I'm wrong about this, that my senior year of, of high school, it was because it was right before Oklahoma. I was going to do the production of Oklahoma in high school. Um, my dad tells me that, hey, you're, you know, your long lost uh, half brother is has contacted me and, and uh, he wants to meet you. And my dad played it off like it was no big deal, that it was, you know, oh, I just didn't ever talked about it because it wasn't important kind of thing. And from what I gather now is that my half brother was searched him out and found him um, because my dad had long ago just pretty much abandoned his family, um, which was he did several times throughout his life. But the benefit of all my dad's craziness is that I got to gain a really awesome half brother that I got to meet my senior year of, of high school. And it was really weird because he's half Venezuelan. His mother was Venezuelan. And so I walk in to meet this other other skinny, nerdy guy who looks like me, except a little bit more Latin flair and more handsome. And I'm like, hey, it's like I'm meeting a new brother. This is so weird. And so from then on, I got to meet his family. He was uh, he lived in Miami for a long time, but then he went and uh, met his wife and moved to North Carolina. And they have they have two kids. And uh, it's just been I've gotten to see him over holidays and stuff since then. He comes to visit. He went to visit a lot before my dad passed away. And after my dad's passed away, we've been able to commiserate about how crazy of a, a character my dad was um, and share stories about that. And we still talk to this day. We text about Marvel stuff and he listens to the podcast now and he says he's, he loves learning about the stuff that he didn't get to experience with me because we didn't know each other before my senior year of high school. So this podcast is like his window into finding oh, out who I was. And we're finding a lot of weird parallels in the way we grew up and the things we were into and the kind of things we like to get into uh, as kids, even though we never knew each other because we have, you know, similar genes of some sort. So he's just really yeah, cool. The, the one real memory I have of Joe is he took us to Universal City Walk and the three of us went to a piano bar. Oh, yeah. And he bought us big fruity cocktail drinks. and It was a real fun night. <laughs> I don't know if you were around for it, but there was a few, a lot of excursions when he came into town to uh, Big Daddy's karaoke bar. Um, we went there a I lot. Remember big, I remember Big Daddy's. Because uh, before Joe moved to North Carolina and found it. He was, was a pop singer. He was a pop singer. He sang and he had an album out, if not two albums. Um, and he sang in Spanish and in English. And he was a fantastic singer. He's a, he's a tenor, um, but he's a big range. But he 
I, I love this. Uh, he'll probably be embarrassed me telling the story, but we go to Big Daddy's karaoke and he takes singing very seriously because he's, you know, actually good at it. So we we're like, you got to sing a song. He's like, OK, well, uh, I can't just go up there. I got to practice it. So he goes out to the car and plays the song on his phone first and sings along to it. But his name is already wow. in the queue. But then he gets up on stage and he sings Journey, I think, open arms. And he sounded just like the original singer, Steve Perry, Steve Perry. He sounded just like him. And I think it was open arms. He'll probably correct me on that, too. But it was like the whole crowd just like got quiet and like, what the hell? Who is this guy? (laughs) So it was just a yeah, very unique, but very cool guy. And I'm glad he's part of the extended family. But my dad had several other families, um, I think, before and even in between Joe and myself. And Joe has sought them out and kind of or found kind of our family tree. Some of them have contacted me and Joe on their own. They found us through Facebook and modern day technology. And so I'm not even sure how many siblings I have out there. Um, I only know of a few of them and I probably won't meet many of them, but it's just weird. That's to, true. I have a sister who's my mom's age, which is very weird. Um, so that, that, Yeah. So I have a niece um, who is my age. So that's wow. that's a mind fuck for you right there. It's like Kentucky shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, there's a thing. That's some of my sibling story there. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I'm glad that your kids, uh, speaking of siblings, you got yeah. two kids now. Um, uh, my best buddy, also Patrick, he's got two kids now. They'll have th- each other as siblings. Just rounding it out, man. Yeah. And I hope to have one day that I get to have the two kids and that they get to have each other because it, it is good growing up with somebody either to look up to or to commiserate yeah, not just with. Cats. Not just cats that die on you by getting killed by garage door openers. Various, various <laughs> ways of cat death. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which we talked about episode pets. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode of the Savvy Crab Podcast. What do you think? I think you're right. I mean, there's so many stories we'll probably tell about our siblings throughout future episodes that just come up naturally. But that's who we got. And there's some there's some great characters. So um, I'm glad we could talk about them. Join us next time on the Savvy Crab Podcast as we stumble, tumble and rumble down memory lane. That's right. And we don't know what we'll be talking about yet, but I'm sure it'll be fantastic topics. Stay tuned. Why don't you take the closing line? And remember... The good days weren't always that good. This podcast was brought to you by A Play on Nerds. 